It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Food Court with Richard Blaze is a new podcast where I have guests bring me their food arguments so I can settle them one. Once and for all, iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take my word for it. Find Food Court with Richard Blaze on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening and welcome to the Nightcap. It's a Monday night, April 27th, I believe, 2020. That's what it says. I can't believe we're at the end of April already. May on the way and maybe the reopening of the American economy. Oh, please. Please, God. Do you know there's a part of me, Gary Jeff saying hi, by the way, there's a part of me that wants to drive to Tennessee, my old home state. Although I really shouldn't go see my folks. They're, they're up there, and I don't, want to, uh, I don't want to infect them with any asymptomatic COVID-19 I may be carrying with me. But there's a great want to drive to Tennessee because one of the things that Tennessee is doing in the next week is opening up dine-in restaurants. Limited capacity, like 50% capacity, but they're opening up. I want to go out and eat a meal in a restaurant so badly. What about you? One of the things that I'm I'm, uh, missing. 513-749-7000-1800-843-2441. What are you missing? And I thought, too, about all these graduations and the big furor about high school graduates or college graduates not being able to attend a ceremony to get their diploma. And I understand it's a big deal for some people. For some people, it's just a big sigh of relief, like, oh, my God, it's over. It's a paper that proves that I did it. There's that, and then there are people who uh, accomplish things academically that demand and should be recognized. I get that. But I I can't remember my high school graduate. I know I was there. I know I had a black eye given to me by my younger brother in a fight the week of my high school graduation. My mom tried to cover it up with makeup, but it still showed through, even the, the, the senior graduation pictures. But I, other than that, my graduation from high school is just a blur. And it wasn't, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to graduate. So it wasn't like that kind of thing. I knew I wasn't the valedictorian or the salutatorian. I, I, I wasn't on anybody's honor society list, but I really don't remember my high school graduation. And I, I think part of, part and parcel of that is for some people, that is the pinnacle of their life. I mean, they get to that point in high school, and and that's like the best it's ever going to get for them. And I feel I feel bad for those people, but it's true for a lot of people. So I don't know if I were a high school senior right now, the class of twenty twenty, or if I was a graduating from college, would it make that big a difference to me? Whether there was a big graduation ceremony with pomp and circumstance playing, and the pomp and circumstance all around you as you're achieving a, a, a life goal. I don't know. I think the piece of paper would probably be enough. 
I don't need the recognition from my peers or anybody else in an audience. So I don't know. That's just me. Do you remember your high school graduation? And was it one of those seminal points in your life that if you hadn't had the ceremony, it just wouldn't have been the same? For some people, it is. For me, not so much. 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441, pound 700 on AT&T is a free call. And uh, already active on the phones here. Murray in Hyde Park, good evening, my friend. Murray? Hey, buddy, how are you? How I'm are well. You, bud? I'm well. What's going on, my friend? Good. Good, not much. I tried to call in last week. I just wanted to solicit your opinion on uh, the coronavirus being found in men's testicles. I, which I thought would be something you'd have some, I, I some astute observation. I over. didn't. I didn't hear that. When was that information passed along? Uh, it would have been. It would. It would have been a week ago because uh, I tried calling in. I was actually on hold, but you had a couple of guests, which I understand. But yeah, uh, apparently uh, the coronavirus has been found in men's testicles. Uh, really? So. Well, that's yeah. that's a whole yeah, new that's that a up. whole new that up, that's a whole new brand of social distancing right there, man. I mean, you you better wrap uh, that puppy. Yeah. You, you better you better get a face mask for Mister Happy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But anyway, the other item: Did you listen to the uh, uh, news conference today with our, our powers that be in the state of Ohio? No, I I pay no attention to a director of public health who advocates late-term abortions. I I don't feel like she's somebody I want to listen to when it comes on uh, keeping me safe or healthy if she's for the murder of unborn babies. So, no, I don't listen to anything Amy Acton says. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the the uh, paraphrase. Okay. Uh, somebody out of Columbus asked her the question. There's been five to fifteen percent of the population in the state of Ohio that is, that, that probably have yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, conversely, what that does it drives down the death rate. Yeah, oh, major. Which was at or at at or near or below uh, the flu. Well, her it, comment, it, it, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing her. She she did some diatribe, and her comment was, "Well, I don't believe those numbers are accurate." Well, she's been going off a damn model. That she's been, been going off inaccurate from numbers the from the very beginning of this, Murray. You're right. She has been That's relying on I inaccurate numbers. But I also understand there may be some rift going on. But since her, uh, she's polling a little bit higher than. Uh, uh, our lieutenant governor and the, and the governor right now that, that they're kind of letting her they've 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 unleashed a oh my god uh, let's, let's just put it this way she's not doing the state any favors no one in ohio your opinion murray no one in ohio I, voted I one I want, uh, voted for amy acton okay go ahead but anyway but yeah i just wanted to get your opinion on the testicles because i was laughing out loud when i heard it mm. And two, what she said today, I mean, if I had something to throw through the, the, the ball of my basement, I would have done it. Well, you know, the, anyway, that was on, on the testicle thing is kind of in correlation with what I heard last week from Australia. You heard about the doctors supposing that flatulence could spread COVID-19. Yeah. yeah and you should wear a mask, i.e. pants and underwear. What's that? 
Well, I, yeah, it was during the same time frame as the flatulence came out, and then the, the, it may have been the next day or the day afterward, the testicles and uh, coronavirus were well, Murray, I want you to remember so. this. A oh, very wise man who will be on the program later tonight told me this once, and it's it stuck with me ever since. We are all victims of a sexually transmitted condition called being alive, and it is 100% fatal eventually. You, I want you to... I want you to digest that for a minute. Let's go to Chris in Westchester on 700 WLW on the nightcap. Good evening, my friend. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks. Me too. Hey, I'm with you. I don't listen to her for the simple fact that there's that key word missing from her credentials called, you know, epidemiologist. That's yeah, the only reason <laughs> that's true. I don't listen to her. She so. does have a degree in public health, though. So. Yeah, exactly. A degree in public health, but... Somehow that, that key word there that should be in everybody that they should be talking to, it seems to be missing in a lot of these people's resumes for, that seem to be. I'm sorry, but that's how I checked Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. Neither one of them are even close to being disease specialists, and no. they're giving advice. Give me no. a break. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about the pushes that we can do. Now, I was out today in the public, and I went to a large facility with lots of people in it, and it was funny that nobody was wearing masks, not the employees, not none of the people walking in, and I'm talking about a car dealership. I went today, and by the way, people, if you want a new car, today's the day, this time is the time, because they need used cars bad. They're not moving anything, so they want to make sure they got a bunch of used cars on them lots rather than new cars. So by the end of the year, they ain't paying all that money because they're pretty much giving cars away. I walked in and walked out with a $42,000 fully loaded 2020 Equinox for $35,000 cash on the barrelhead. Nice. Full warranty, I mean, lifetime warranty, powertrain, all nine yards, all leather, every bell and whistle you can think of. And, well, first they freaked out because I, you know, threw 35 grand down in cash. <laughs> well, you, they probably reported to you to the FBI uh, 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 as they, soon as you well, walked out the door. They, they have to. 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 They were messing with the kids that I was dealing with because they know me. And what I buy it. They're like, no, no, that's, that's, he does, that's what he does. He just comes in. Because, of course, they try to get you to finance and drag it out because they make more money that way. Sure. No, 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 no. When I leave, it's mine. That's it. I want the title in the mail in a week, done, over with. But that's it. But anyways, so that's what I did is I, I injected thirty-five grand into our local economy today. That's fantastic. Talked about doing it, didn't? But it was just odd. I, I, I noticed that of the hundreds of people I saw running around this building in the service departments and all, no one seemed to be following not one guideline other than the no handshaking and kind of a six-foot distance. But that. But once you're all sitting at the table signing the papers, that goes out the door. Uh, and you're passing the pen around between all of you. That goes out the door. So, it, 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 so, so you're going to do it or... So there wasn't a whole lot of social distancing as you were dropping thirty-five grand on a new car. Yeah, well, that's, and that's just it. It just seemed like they're—I guess—they're picking which guidelines they want to do or whatever. But I, but I thought sure. I heard auto dealerships weren't allowed to have an open area, just their service departments. This place is wide open. Everybody in there, salesmen, people, and like I said, not one mask, not one glove. A couple of hand sanitizer stations, but that was it. 
Yeah. So I, I just I don't know how they're going to do this whole controlled. Ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully the uh, sales manager didn't fart in your general direction, Chris. Thank you for that, Jim and Amelia. So uh, how are you doing? Hey, Gary. I, I was. Um, I guess I'm on the wrong page. I, I was telling you. I was going to tell you about when I graduated high school. No, that's fine. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had my credits and and I joined the Navy and and I didn't go to my graduation. Yeah. Do you feel cheated out of not going to your high school graduation, Jim? No. I no. That's that's the reason I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's it's not that big a deal for people like you and me. For some people, it is. You know. Yeah. Thanks, man. Because um, you're right. It's like I just wanted to get out of town. That's all. And you wound up being back here anyway. Braden in Indy. Hello, sir. Thank you for your patience. What's on your uh, What's on your mind? It's actually Brandon. How you oh, doing, Gary? Jim? Brandon, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at the screen where they typed in Braden. But you know what? I'm fine, sir. How are you? Not bad. You know, uh, I've always listened to your show. And, you know, first, I mean, you know, everybody don't always agree. But now I'm starting to agree with a lot of things you say more. And I'm glad you quit smoking and stuff. Oh, thank you very much. That's uh yeah. That's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in a lifetime of bad decisions. <laughs> right, right. I enjoy your um, morning talk shows. But you oh, know, um, I, thought, uh, I thought Mike DeWine was a governor, not Dr. Amy Acton. Boy, That's she, what I, I thought, mean, so. I, I thought that as well. I mean, and, and you know, and I was talking to my mom about this yesterday, and I said, you know, when it, when it comes down to it and all these people aren't getting paid, the more these doctors want to keep us at home, I said, I said they ought to take these little paychecks out of their pocket not, and start giving it to the people that is, you know, I mean, I understand these doctors are in it for a reason, but these doctors are becoming controlling. I mean, my mom's a nurse. My sister's a nurse practitioner. My mom got upset when I said that. But, I mean, but I'm trying to look at it as a political standpoint of it, too. And I get the medical part of it, but, I mean, I'm just tired of being treated like I'm five. Well, the doctors and the nurses and the medical people that matter right now, Brandon, are not on television. They are actually in hospitals. Right. They're in right. emergency rooms. They're in ICUs. Those are the real people that we need to pay attention to, not somebody who's got a degree in public health, for example. Right. 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 Like, like the like the Fauci's and the. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because even even Doctor Fauci is not an epidemiologist. Well, you, well, you know, um, on the who, Bill Sites of the Jason Williams show criticized. Um, Governor uh, DeWine, because he thinks they need to open it up faster. I get this social distancing thing, but are we supposed to wear face masks? I mean, if we have to, we have to, but are we supposed to social distance the rest of our lives? I mean, if it was up to Acton and some of these other people, we would never get out of the house again. A lot, a lot of, Brandon, a lot of this is about control and not about public health or safety. I mean, yes, we sadly, we've lost so many people to this disease, but again, there are other preventable diseases that take a lot more Americans' lives than this every single year. And I'm not talking about the influenza, even though the mortality rate may wind up being on par with the seasonal flu. Dan in Loveland, your comments. I've got COVID of testicles, and I don't want to go to the ERs, or you know, and I'm staying at home. Is there right, something, right. something I could do to, on my own to get get rid of that virus? Well, I uh, that's up to you entirely, and I'm going to leave that phone call exactly where it is. 
we were going in a very, very unfortunate direction there. But yeah, there are things you can do on your own to rid yourself of the virus if it is in fact contained uh, within your, your sex glands. I mean, you sound like you're old enough to know what you should do on your own to rid yourself of the virus or to bleed yourself of the virus if that's what you feel like you need to do. But again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a director. I, I don't have a degree in public health even. I'm just a guy with a radio show. It continues in minutes on 700 WLW. Tonight's Nightcap, powered in part by producer Grant Knowles. First time Grant and I have had a chance to work together for a while, and it's good to see the boy back in the saddle with the GJW. The son of True Knowles, by the way, and that's not a lie. 513-749-7000, one someone who just uh, during the break texted me relating to a call we had just before the news and it said to him, it seemed like I have a master's in baiting callers. I'm not sure what he meant by that, but we'll go with it. Uh, hello, Dan. You're on the show. What's up, Dan? Hey, how are you, Gary? I'm doing uh, well, man. A big fan. Big well, fan. Well, I'm a big fan of yours, too. Well. Because uh, you're, you're, you're helping me kill some valuable airtime right now. Well, um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, give people a little bit of hope yeah. in that there there is a plan that is uh, I'm I'm working with some people at OSHA and uh, on standards committees that uh, are combining with uh, uh, local uh, infectious disease experts yeah. to uh, really combine an approach a plan. Yeah, okay. That uh, comes directly out of OSHA, um, ANSI, and ISO. That uh, helps people uh, lay out, you know, the areas they have to treat, and um, and that are the hazards, you know, so the tasks that people do. So you're talking about and, what surfaces or areas where the virus might live. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Or? All right. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, of course, the hazards are like COVID and the flu and uh, MRSA and C. diff and, oh, and yeah. things like that. But then you, you have a risk rating. You rate it. And um, with regard to, you know, how much traffic, how much potential to, uh, you know, contract the disease. Yeah. And then you apply safeguards which are, you know, okay, best safeguard is the flu shot. But since that doesn't exist right now, then you've got other options like uh, uh, fogging and spraying and, uh, you know, cleaning, doing a good job. Well, here's, um, here's, here's something, Dan, and, and let's put this in the old suggestion box. I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend, and uh, HEPA filters, by the way, HEPA air filters, why not clean the air as well, since this is transferred through respiratory droplets, not just uh, something left on a surface somewhere, but the actual air we breathe, and it would seem to me like you would want to invest in HEPA filters for your filtration system for your heating and air conditioning. It would, it would only make sense, because this will, in, in essence, be a face mask for your entire circulatory system in, in whatever business you're talking about. 
Uh, couldn't agree with you more. That's that's uh, is that one part of, of your things. plan? Well, it, it is, uh, but the plan is open in that whatever technology addresses the the hazard best under the application. You know, the application being mm-hmm. you know where you're working, what you're touching, and what is sure. the risk. Um, you know, everything from thermal cameras to see if people are coming in hot, a HEPA filter or some filtration system, um, UV. And UV lights, UV lights, UV does kill the virus. Yes, sir. Uh, on services. Uh, Thank it, you, Dan. I appreciate the extra information. And, and callbacks, I, I didn't mean to run you off the line, but I want to get to these other people here. Uh, Kathy and Sharonville, thank you for your patience. What's on your mind? Hi there. Uh, my name is Kathy. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. Um, I wanted to, uh, I wasn't aware that this Dr. Amy Acton is in favor of late-term abortion. Absolutely. She fought for it. Uh, but I'm, I'm not Women's surprised. Med Center in Dayton. Uh, in Dayton. She is, she is, and the irony, as someone pointed out, Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com, Kathy, the irony is uh, apparently she's also, she was or is a, pediatrician which i find very Uh uh-huh that's amazing that's amazing (laughs) i tell you what um i'm a 77 year old woman i have uh, a high school education and a phd in life (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like that i want to tell you i want to tell you the first time i heard i don't have my tv hooked up so i'm listening to the radio a lot thank goodness i found your show too um the first time I heard the woman's voice, I, I, I almost jumped off my chair because all I heard from her voice was she's a fake and a phony. That's exactly the way I feel about her. So, and I so your, your, internal, your internal detector knew that immediately? Exactly. Exactly. And now I know why. I mean, not only this reason, but all the, her background. I understand she was an Obama appointee. She was an Obama, Someone, do, she was an Obama donor and she worked on President donor. Obama's campaign. Yeah. On his campaign. Uh-huh. Okay. That figures. All right. That's substantial. One more thing I wanted to add about the uh, outcome from this whole. Uh, yeah. COVID-19, we're learning a lot about what we do as a people, as a culture of people. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have not taken it seriously the way we pass germs around. I think that's going to change after this experience. Absolutely. But one of the things I want to see, and your previous caller was referring to OSHA, is that I really believe in restaurants and bars where they are constantly wiping off surfaces you know, cleaning up after the one customer after another. I really hope that they're going to be required to use uh, a disinfectant and really sanitize the surfaces. If not, then every customer should be uh, supplied with a wipe as they come through the door that they can wipe it off themselves. Because uh, the habit of dipping a rag in a, a, a... a container of some kind of questionable liquid, wiping off a table, then stepping to the next table and doing the same thing with the same rag. Oh, I know. You know, that kind of stuff can't continue. I, not, I agree. You know what? It, that is not a place we need to be eating in. Kathy, thank you very much, and thank you for listening. Thank, You're welcome. Thank you for thank unhooking you. your television. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, take care. Oh, wow. 
Nick, hello, you're on 700 WLW. What's up? Hey, the HEPA filters is an idea, but it doesn't always work based on the air handlers that are installed at these places because they can actually put too much drag on what the fans can deliver. So you won't be able to actually pull the. I didn't say it was a, a one size fits all panacea. I said well, that's no, no, one, no. that is one of the elements in protecting the environment and cleaning it up, and it does work. HEPA filters do work. No, I, absolutely. The trick is just how you're how you're applying them. But there is another one that is really interesting, and Trump was apparently randomly. I didn't hear all this stuff because I stopped paying attention to a lot of it. He was randomly criticized, but the UV light stuff. There really is a lot of opportunity on playing with existing in-house lighting that would do a lot along these lines. And uh, who's the, the money man showed uh, Nathan? Nathan Backrack. Uh, yeah. He he because he was on the stock floor and I've seen this guy do it and it was very, very kind of fascinating. And the guy actually shoves around this funny looking machine about the size of a midget refrigerator. Yeah. What is it? And it's a disinfectant specialized light that also gets used inside of hospital rooms. Where uh, they can throw this thing inside Nick, of hospital Nick, rooms. You um not too long ago, I had to go to the emergency room because I couldn't get a dental appointment. I had my face was swollen up from an abscess tooth I had an infection in. And I had to go to the emergency room just so I could get someone to prescribe me some antibiotics, which of course took care of it. But while I was waiting, and I was the only one in the Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill emergency room at saney and fort thomas while i was waiting this was at the very right at right at the start of this maybe maybe middle of last month or or uh, maybe a, a, a week afterwards number one my wife couldn't stay with me okay right. uh and they had someone in the emergency waiting room with the UV light over every piece of furniture. They were using it. So when people say, oh, it's it's hilarious that Donald Trump think UV kills, it does. It kills viruses. UV light kills viruses. I don't know what the exposure time is, but it actually does work. Jim and Kenwood, hello. Hey, Gary Jeff, and I heard you kind of thanking that guy for waste some air time, I thought I could do that for a minute or two. Absolutely. So I Listen, I wanted to uh, to say that um, I don't. Uh, your man Grant there said nobody brought it up yet, but it was on Fox News yesterday. The two sheriffs in uh, Washington State basically had a press conference and said, Governor, we're not enforcing the stay-at-home anymore. They said it's not justified by the facts. Also, two MDs in L.A., 
that were very normal-looking guys, and I say that because sometimes people talking like I talk don't look normal, but they were very normal-looking entities. They had a press conference and didn't defy anything, but they said, when you're going to step on our constitutional rights, please have the facts, the, the, the medical facts behind you, and what has played out does not justify it. Does not justify at it. At least. That was a, yeah, at least, right, exactly. All right, Jim, so thank I you So I thought very that much. was good. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. that. Appreciate the phone call. Tom, hello. Hey, Gary, Jeff, I'm going to ask one that's up here, ballpark, and that's, like, my barber, he has separate booths, you know, where he's fenced in each one of his chairs for isolation. But what about a straight bar table? You know, the old bar stools, you know, how how are they going to separate us there? Are you guys got any plans for that going in the future? How, how are you going to handle that? Well, I mean, I have had some discussions with the owner of the bar that I did work in up until uh, March 14th before they shut everything down, Huddles there in Newport. And we were talking about things that, you know, we're going to have to apparently, as a bartender, at least uh, I'm going to have to wear a mask, which I, I don't mind doing. I don't mind wearing right. masks and gloves as long as, you know, we're allowed to make some money. As far as the customers wearing masks, that's going to be a little bit tough. It's kind of hard to drink your beer through a through yeah. an N95. Um, and the, and I, keep, I keep getting this mind. I don't remember. Do you remember the old smorgasbord where you oh, go uh, into like. I worked at one when I was a teenager. I'm just thinking, are we going to have like these black, you know, these clear plastic, you know, like shelving holes that we set in you know and the door opens and we grab our stuff i can't figure it out well here's that's that's an excellent question something someplace like a golden corral or something like that how are they going to ever open up and the only thing i can think of is you sit down at the table and the waiter brings around a big tray with all these different pans and you you know, and will serve you whatever you want off them. You will not be able to go to the buffet. I don't know how you're going to be able to go to a buffet line. Those I things, don't know. Those, those places are some of the most unsanitary places in the world anyway. I, right. I, I don't. And, yeah, go ahead. Well and, well, and forget like poor CC's Pizza or well, yeah. how many places had a, had a buffet, you know, for lunch? Yeah, I, I don't think the buffets are coming back anytime soon, Tom. Dave in Eastgate, hello. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'll be quick. Uh, I did watch the conference today at 2 o'clock, uh, you know, the uh, Clown and Pony show. And the scariest thing I've heard Dr. Amy Atkins say to date, she used the word collective and collectivism several times uh, during her first. Uh, well, that's what she's all about. She's not about personal individual liberty. We well, already knew that. Well, she, she 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 let it out of the bag today. She had no bones about using that c word about seven or eight times. Well, you can't have you can't have communism without collectivism. There you go. That's without, what it's all about. Uh, she's a control freak. I call her Christine Brazy Ford two point oh. <laughs> all right, Dave. Thank you. Jeez, uh, Andy Furman, the Furball. Longtime 700 WLW sports talk guy. He's now doing uh, Fox Sports Radio. Still on one of the stations that uh, we claim, 1360. Will be joining us just after the news at 10 o'clock. At 10.30, my friend Lowell Ponte from the West Coast, who is just, he's just brilliant all the time. Lowell Ponte will be joining us. We have, uh, I don't know if that's, I think that may be 11 o'clock. At 10.30, 
I'm, I'm trying to remember now who's on the schedule when. Uh, we have Dan Waz, who's a Second Amendment guy, goodgunbadguy.com. And also Harry Pettigo from Brown County, from Ripley, Ohio, will join us. And right now it's Dick from Dayton. Good evening, Dick. Hey, Gary Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, my friend? Gary Jeff, I'm telling you, this this has got to be. We were talking about this in the sales meeting. Here we go again. I'll be glad, but I'm telling you, Jerry, Jeff, people, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the rain. We didn't, I didn't get out of Lowe's last night till 8.35. That's I mean, amazing. people are just going crazy. Well, I mean, they, they want to uh, get out and, and they, want, they have home projects to do. They've yeah. got time to do them. They, they're gardening, uh, it's that time of year. So absolutely. Uh, a place like Lowe's that's still open is going to be doing gangbuster business, and I, you know, you've been working your tail off, Dick. Oh, I'm that. telling you, Gary, Jeff, you get this extra money and everything, but it's great. And I just wanted to tell you today, you know, I've been in the garden center a lot, you know, yeah. and I got a call from primary physicians. They wanted to see how I was, so I went over there, and they wanted to test me, and they, uh, there was a new person. She came from the Kettering Hospital, and she said, Dick, you're uh healthy and she said this is a time of year for allergies but you just keep you know keep up the good work and i don't i don't foresee you uh getting anything but she said stay away i told her people wear a lot i had a uh they took my temperatures and stuff but yeah she said if you go to a restaurant or anything dick you're gonna to wear a mask but uh you know, I was just sneezing. It was an allergy. You know, I got scared. But you know, you know what is amazing about this whole thing, Dick? Seriously, for a second, is that what was the one thing that was drilled into our heads when we were kids? Yeah. About about sanitation. It was yeah. always wash your hands. Make wash sure your wa- your mother told you that. Teachers told you that. Teachers told gro- us that. Gro- like growing that. up, I mean, it, it's it's amazing that we it, that we have to be. Reminded over and over again. Thank you, Dick. Say good night, Dick. Good night, Gary Jeff. All right. Cody in Springboro, I got about forty five seconds for you this this round. Hey, how are you, sir? Well, talk to me. Yeah, sir. Just talk about the food, you know, like buffets. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think that's gonna be realistic anytime soon, like you you stay. Yeah. But instead of that, just do the shared plates, like bring in, you know, endless plate concept to the individuals. But we all know that restaurants, everything that's a large percent of Ohio's GDP. So they're going to try staggering, but it's going to have to come, you know, sooner or later, they're going to have to have it opened up to everybody, um, regardless of, you know, hygiene, staggered, social distancing, because, you, you know, you're holding off the you wounds here that you're putting Band-Aids on that we're going to have to start peeling back here soon. Uh, I agree with you, man. And uh, for some people, it's going to be very, very painful. It's already been painful for most of us at this point. We'll take a break. Back with more Nightcap right after this on 700 WLW. It is the Nightcap on 700 WLW. How you doing? Gary Jeff Walker into another hour on this Monday night, April the 27th, 2020, almost out of April into May. And God knows I hope we're all reopening real soon. The, the economy, businesses, that is. Our lives again. To talk to us for a few moments, one of the preeminent voices in sports talk radio in the city of Cincinnati, almost anywhere, and also national sports talk host for uh, Fox Sports Radio, uh, the one, the only Andy Furman joining us tonight in this 10 o'clock hour. Good evening, sir. 
Well, good evening. I'm glad I have the opportunity to be on your stage. You have a very big stage, Mr. Gary Jeff Walker, because all I heard after this NFL draft was that the national media was bashing the Bengals and bashing Joe Bar. I, I'm part of that national media, and, you know, I, I get it. I mean, they're running promos on that Bengals radio station about various hosts across the country. My colleague, Colin Coward of Fox Sports Radio. So, you know, the draft is a crapshoot. You know that. It's, you don't know if a guy's going to be good, bad, and different. You don't know how a guy blossoms. But to attack these people now is, is ridiculous. I mean, if the guys do come out and falter, as some of these national people have said, are they going to come back and, and do an apology on air? I don't think so. I Let would, it go. I would, it, it's, it's an enjoyable three days. We finally got involved with sports. It wasn't sweating and a clock and a game won and lost, but at least it got us away from what we're talking about 24-7 with the coronavirus. Well, Andy Furman, I'm, I'm glad that you were paying attention to the NFL draft because I was not, and the commentary that you're referring to because I hadn't heard any of this negativity that you're uh, talking about oozing from oh, these. They're talking about various hosts across the country saying that Joe Burrow didn't want to come to the Bengals, the Bengals shouldn't draft him, he's going to go down the crapper if he goes to the Bengals. Let it go! I mean, come on. I mean, are these people just saying this to get a name for themselves? Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have. I'm so happy to have a kid who could play the position, but more than that, the, the, the entire package of Joe Burrow, if you saw him at the Heisman Trophy speech, I mean, he, he not only thanked his coach, Ed O, at LSU, he thanked Brian Day at Ohio State. Yeah, this kid's class. And I'll tell you something else. I mean, as good as he is on the field, that's as good as he is as a person off the field. And I think part of the reason the Bengals drafted him, not so much for his play and his body of work, I think for his box office appeal. I really believe that. How many times does a Heisman Trophy award-winning quarterback actually flourish in the, in the pros? It is far and few between, isn't it? There's not, no Andy? doubt. I mean, yeah. it's a crowd, and that's, what, that's why the draft is so great, because it's all about expectations. It's all about hope. It's all about the future. You know, you don't go away after a Bengal heart breaking loss by a field goal. Say, oh, we lost it next week. No, it's hope. Hope brings eternal. Now we just hope that there's a season. That's what we're hoping for now. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I would wonder, too, if this also happens, particularly with this bad as the Bengals have been over the last, uh, well, 30 seasons almost, uh, in the NFL, and they've made the playoffs, obviously, a number of years under Marvin Lewis with, uh, you know, with Carson Palmer and then with uh, Andy Dalton at the helm. But there is always a danger with the Bengals, the way they have been and the way they have conducted their football operations for the last few decades, that even a very talented player like a Joe Burrows, who was used to winning, will get bengalized and be and be kind of ground under the and weight you, you, of you, that. You know what? And I'm sure there are many people thinking what you're saying right now. But yeah. and certainly we we judge history, we study history to kind of predict the future. Yeah. That's what we do. I mean, in, in every walk of life, except sports. History should not do anything at all in the world of sports to predict the future. It shouldn't. This is a new day. And I hate to take a copyright off the Cincinnati Bengals when they're commercial on TV. It's a new day. But it's Zach Taylor. It's his team. Now we'll see if he's the right fit for this. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Team, He's got his guy. Andy Dalton wasn't his guy. This guy, Joe Burrow, is his guy. We'll see what goes on. they got a pretty good offense. They really do. You know, hopefully they'll stay healthy. We'll see what happens. And again, my biggest hope is that they have a season. Because I, I got so engulfed with watching the draft, and I never really watched more than the first day. I watched all three days this year simply because there's nothing else on. But it was wonderful. I mean, and the human interest stories that evolved around the draft, it was great. It, it made it humanized. It wasn't such a boardroom effect. It was wonderful seeing the commissioner, who I'm not a great fan of, but the commissioner in the basement of his home. It was great. It well, really you was. know what? And, and the one thing that it lacked for me, and one of the reasons I paid less attention, Andy, is because... Unless I can watch Roger Goodell getting booed in person, it's not the same, really. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, look, I I know there wasn't a pop and circumstance. They didn't have the gondolas they were going to have in Las Vegas. Sure, sure. I could live without that. I could live without these guys wearing the purple suits coming to get the hug from the commissioner because I saw guys with their families wearing sweats, and it was wonderful. It was a family affair, which is great. I like that. Have the Bengals said whether Andy Dalton is going to hang around and, and shepherd Mr. Burroughs in, or is Andy done with the Bengals? I haven't heard any of that news. Well, you know, I, I think we'll know in the next 72 hours, but the point is this. Obviously, they probably tried to shop him around. There was no market for him. I think the New England Patriots could probably use him as a bridge. There's no doubt about that. They, they didn't draft the quarterback at all in the draft. However, I would say this. If I'm Andy Dalton, I'm not coming back to Cincinnati, A, taking a pay cut, and B, being a tutor and holding a clipboard for Joe Burrow. I'm just not doing that. I'm better than that. He's 32 years old, and I think there's some football left in this kid, and he could play football in the National Football League. You think he wants to come back to town and see all the billboards in 75 and 71 with the electric billboard saying, Joe, welcome, Joe? It's demoralizing. Yeah, you can't no, do that to Andy Dalton. You just can't. No doubt. I wouldn't do it. Talking to Andy Furman, just a few more minutes about the draft, and then we'll get into like real life things that are going on that we're all experiencing. Uh, Andy, uh, AJ Green, 34 years old. He's only under contract this Boy, year. 32. 32. 32. Okay, so AJ, AJ and Andy, the same age. AJ Green, 32. He's been injured most of the last year and a half. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract. Is this a uh, this is a put up or shut up kind of year for AJ Green? We see what we've got left in the tank, right? And then well, I think that's one of the reasons on. why. And, and round two, the number thirty three pick, they drafted T Higgins, the wide receiver yeah. out of Clemson, Clemson. So the the heir apparent, the long term heir apparent, the outlook at the receiver position for for Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals, really. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, Zach Taylor said when he was drafted, Higgins doesn't affect the future of A.J. Green. I say, you know what? Bull. It does. <laughs> it does affect the future of A.J. Green. It has to. You know, he's old. You know, when you hit the 30 mark, you're on the downslide anyway, and this kid's always injured. And I love A.J. Green. He's been a great asset to the Cincinnati Bengals, but as everybody else, you can't hurt and run from father time. Are we going to see John Ross on the field for the Bengals this year? I hope so. I really also hope his so. last year, and, right. you know, never panned out, really. I mean, you, the, the fastest guy in the combine and found out that he had either had emotional problems or alligator arms or was injured no. or was just meek, too meek to maybe play the NFL and 
All those other questions need to be answered this season. I agree. Let, let's hope there is a season. That's the key there. I mean, uh, it would be demoralizing after this draft. I mean, really, you look at the Cincinnati Reds on paper. They had a tremendous team really coming out there, a competitive team yep. at least. And the Bengals look now they're going to be somewhat competitive. And for them not to play... Not to play at all. I mean, that'll be it'll be heartbreaking. It really would. Be you awful. know, it's selfishly to the Cincinnati fans, but it certainly would be. And I said this last year when Marty Brenneman retired. If there's no Marty Brenneman, there's no baseball. Period of the story. That's and look, look what happened. Right. <laughs> you you were you were absolutely a visionary and didn't even know that this was going to come up, or did you? Well, how could you have baseball without Marty Brenneman? Think about that, really. No, I was talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> you didn't have any inside any inside track on that, Andy? To, if I would have known that, I would have gone to Antarctica. <laughs> there you go. Uh, more on that in just a moment as we continue our conversation with the furball, Andy Furman, on the nightcap. You're on 700 WLW. Once again, retrying our conversation with Andy Furman here on the uh, nightcap on 700 WLW, Gary Jeff. With can, the I, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I'm a tremendous letter, not tremendous, but an avid letter writer, which is like a lost art. And today, in the mail, I get uh, a letter from my pen pal, Tom Hanks. We go back and forth. I'll tell you how this originated. As you know, I'm trying to get an MBA. Right now, it's like the worst of all times. But I'm working with a group in Louisville to try to get the MBA coming to Louisville, be an expansion team or move a team that may want to move to Louisville. And now, throughout this economic downside, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an owner or two who would like to sell his team. So that's what I'm working on right now, and I write to various people, either Hollywood types or people with money, that I think might be interested in owning a sports team. And one of the people I wrote to was Tom Hanks. He wrote me back about a month ago. It was oh, an unbelievable letter. He knew about the ABA with the Kentucky Colonels and all that. It was a tremendous letter. And if you've ever seen a, a Tom Hanks a feature on 60 Minutes, he's an avid typewriter collector. He has like oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen oh, the pieces. Yeah. I mean, and I have typewriters as well, so we go back and write. So I wrote to him. Then I found out he contacted the coronavirus with his wife. So I wrote him back. I said, gee, I'm, I'm really sorry. I hope all is well. So he writes me back today, all is well. Hope you're doing okay. This is unbelievable. I mean, I'm going right back and forth in California to Tom Hanks. This is great. So you are in touch with, on a regular basis, Forrest Gump. Well, I'm going to try to get Tom Hanks on my, on my weekend Fox Sports. And Radio Commander show. Lovell from Apollo 13. There you go. And also the manager in the... And, and the the women's league, baseball. and the guy stranded who had the volleyball named Wilson, yeah, yeah. that guy. Right, you're right about that. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get him on for this weekend on Fox Sports Radio, which, by the way, airs on 1360 locally and Sirius XM channel 83. Oh, okay. And when, when's the show on, Andy? Do you know? uh, sometimes I'm on Saturdays from 10 to 1, and Sunday morning from 6 to 9. So they float you around. Well, Sundays are definite. Saturday every now and again. Oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. So Tom Hanks is your pen pal. That's no, just the am- best. I mean, I, that's I, amazing. I know, I know. But you know, look for every ten letters I write to these celebrities, I get like you know eight no answers. You know, and then maybe one for form letter. You know, it's so- amazing. You, you telling me about this, Andy, is now because I know you. And we've talked about it. I am only two degrees of separation away from Tom Hanks. Listen to you. It's the Kevin Bacon rule. Yeah, right. It is. Well, I bet it probably is. Do you do you pen pal with Kevin Bacon too? You know, it's funny. I'll give you a little kind of a trade secret. You know, when I was yeah. doing the sports talk deal on seven hundred WLW, you know, I get guests. And mm-hmm. uh, when Bobby Knight was coaching Indiana, he'd always go on with me. And his ground rules were: I'll go on with you for a half hour, no phone calls, 
No commercials. Well, when people said to me, how'd you get Bob Knight on there? Because, you know, he doesn't do anything except his local radio show in Indiana. I said, because when I lived in New York City and I worked for a local newspaper there, he coached an army and I used to write him letters all the time. He used to write me back and he moved to Indiana and we kept on writing and I think he, he appreciated that. We became somewhat buds and, and it was great. He was always on with me. And a similar thing with Bill Belichick. Last year I had Bill Belichick on Fox Sports Radio. And all he does is his local radio in New England. And he was on with me with Fox, and he gave me a cell phone number. And he says, and I asked him jokingly, I said, can I use you as a reference? He says, you know what? He says, uh, tell the people, that they could, you put my name down there. He says, but I'm not writing anything, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you the okay. So, I mean, the guy's great. I mean, and people just don't understand. I think people are appreciative that, you know, they're taking the time to write. You know, every guest I ever had on 700, I always wrote him a little thank you know thanks for your time for being on me. When you when when I had my anniversary show, uh, Andy Furman wrote me a letter of congratulations. I've been doing that Saturday morning show now for over twenty three years. You deserve. But it. the first time, I think it was the twentieth anniversary or something like, Andy sent a letter to me here to the station. No, nobody else writes me except boy. You you wouldn't believe some of the letters I get from some of these listeners. Well, I think you would. Oh you know, I'm going to tell you a story that you won't remember. All right. And, I, and that you and I got into it on the radio. It's okay. on, it was a great story, really. We talked about Bob Huggins playing Temple and John Cheney. Yeah. And you said, and I'm quoting, and I'm sure you said it because we got back and forth. You said John Cheney should die. Remember that? <laughs> And I went nuts. I think I went nuts. I said, how could you say something like that? And you called in. It was it was kind of entertaining, really. I, I, I think it was uh, along the lines of John Cheney had outlived its, his usefulness as a college coach. But you did use the term he should die. I do remember that. Do I really? Did yeah, I really? Okay. But the good news is, and we could, we could let people know this right now, this was never planned. I mean, that's what the beauty of 700 was. I guess still is. I don't listen as much, and I don't work there anymore. But right. the beauty was the, the impromptu. It just things just happen, you know. Well, I, I certainly, I certainly did not plan on saying that. I know, but you did. It That's an atrocious way. thing to say about anybody. Well, I mean, you. Were oh my upset. God! I, you know, I don't know what happened. What was but, wrong with me, Andy? Uh, well, you're fine. You're, you're, I'm not you're, that person anymore. You're a wonderful person. I, I'm not that person anymore. That's for sure. Well, I don't think you ever were. I think you just got riled up in one instance, and that was it. Oh, okay. Well, that's an awful thing to say, though. I'm, okay. I feel terrible about it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. Well, now uh, you are the most. I got about two minutes left oh, with Andy boy. Furman here on the nightcap, and the two minutes consumed with you're to me, you just strike me as one of the most um, nervous, insecure people I've ever met. How have you been dealing with this coronavirus? And are you well, looking around every corner for for bacteria you know and germs? I mean, you know, what's my wife on? and I go to Kroger, but we do the uh, the uh, call in on the credit card. And they do the, the you bring your car over there. To Oh, so you go pick it up. They'll you pick it up, right? They, uh, the first time I went there, I went crazy. It just, you know, some lady sneezed in the aisle, and the whole aisle emptied out. So oh, it was crazy. Geez. But I tell you, it's funny you mentioned it because today was the first day that they brought people back to Redwood, where I work part time doing yeah. PR work, uh, the Northern Kentucky uh, Special Needs Facility, and I wore a mask. And I, you know, they said if you're in your office, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're walking around the building, put the mask on. So I put the mask on. I bought one of those masks I saw on the internet. It said, "If you could read this, you're too damn close." <laughs> So, and, you know, it's intimidating. That's the thing. I mean, it's intimidating. And I read the statistics. I mean, the chances of getting it are somewhat remote. And, and if you do get it, there's a good opportunity, a good chance that you get cured. But still in all, it, it's something that you can't 
you can't run or hide from. That's that's the thing. It's a, it's a mystery. I mean, people are comparing it. Well, you know, there's X amount of people dying in car accidents, X amount of people drowning. Right, but you can control that. You know, they die in car accidents because maybe they're changing their station on the radio and they're not paying attention or they're tweeting or they're texting on the phone. This is something you can't control. It's like apples and oranges. You can't compare uh, a drowning or, or a car accident to this. You just can't. Andy, good point, Sol. Andy Furman, thank you for your time this evening. God bless you. And uh, ESPN, uh, no, it's uh, Fox Sports Radio Fox. on the weekends. Yes. Every thanks. Sunday morning from 6 to 9 for sure. Yes. God bless you. Stay yeah. safe. All right. Take care. All right, brother. The nightcap continues in just moments here on 700 WLW. And now, coming to us from upstate New York, a, a previous guest on the nightcap and joining us once again. Great to have him along this evening. Dan Waz, the good guy behind goodgunbadguy.com and the series of books. And Dan, how are we doing this evening, sir? Excellent. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, it's great to have you anytime. You're, you're my favorite Second Amendment guy. Oh, well, I'm honored. Thank you. Well, well, you're kind of like my only Second Amendment. But no, I mean, <laughs> I've talked to other people about the Second Amendment before, and you're my favorite. In, in that's, less... like when my, that's like when my mom says I'm, I'm her favorite son. <laughs> right. And Well, you know, in, unless somebody else is listening who I've had on about the Second Amendment before. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And then they'll be my favorite Second Amendment guy the next time I, I have them on. <laughs> I gotcha. Oh, no. So as I mentioned, you're from upstate New York. Yeah, but don't correct? hold that against me. No, but you're, you, <laughs> but that's not the crazy part of the state. <laughs> I know. That's exactly right. You're, you're still, still under Andrew Cuomo's uh, thumb to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, yes. But at least you're not under Bill de Blasio's thumb. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, we got like, I, I, we could talk all day about De Blasio and Cuomo and stuff. Uh, just let me touch on De Blasio real quick. He just let fourteen hundred uh, inmates out of out of prison. At the same time, they're closing down gun stores across the country. So yeah. you know, and and you know, he's saying that they're because of the the COVID nineteen. These people are at high risk. He's letting out uh, you know inmates that are have been committed of of um you know minor crimes but he's letting them out of Rikers Island and Sing Sing. Now how many minor crimes are are punished by stays at Rikers or Sing Sing? So, honest honest to God, Dan, everything I've seen from this man says it's a cruel and unusual punishment to have to be living in New York City. And <laughs> and, and for your citizens to have voted for him for mayor. That's cruel and unusual punishment. 
when you want to get yeah. down to the brass yeah, it's taxi. unfortunate that we got a lot of liberals here in, in, in the state of New York. Upstate New York's a different world where I am. Uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic up here. But anyway. Well, to me, it's not as much a, a case of liberals. You can paint with that broad brush. There, there are certain people on the Democrat side, and they're few and far between, I will give you that, uh, that are not, do not have that same bent that the Bill of Rights is just a suggestion instead of, you know, a, a real part of the fabric of the United States of America. Uh, but then there well, are people like Bill de Blasio who have no idea where they are. Half the, the, the only thing I could say about Bill de Blasio is he is more lucid than Joe Biden most of the time. <laughs> well, his own, police, his own police force turned their backs on him, so that's got to tell you something. You know, Bill, just put the, the bong down long enough <laughs> to figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing as mayor exactly. of the largest hey, that's, city that's, in the that's country. That's all acceptable now. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. You know, I, personally, I don't understand how people want to go through life high. But uh, As long as Bill de Blasio can go to the gym and kill groundhogs, I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> so, Tan, t- tell people if they don't know about the Good Gun, Bad Guy series of books. Good Gun, Bad Guy series, three books out now, uh, talk about the, the mindset, the, the propaganda, and the strategies and tactics of the anti-gun side of the conversation, yeah. all the anti-gunners. So I expose a lot of their, a lot of their stuff and, and help people understand how they think, what their strategies are. We get into propaganda on the, the left-wing news media. We talk about why the politicians are pushing, what's the big end game, and how do we handle the anti-gunners? How do we handle them in conversation? How do we outvote them? How do we, how do we understand them? Uh, good gun, bad guys, it's insight to their, their dark minds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what originally moved you to write the series of books, Dan? Well, I was originally, well, not originally I, I grew up in a pro-gun family, but I went anti-gun for a while in my 20s because I was hanging with the wrong crowd. And I tell this story a lot. Is, you know, they weren't, they weren't bank robbers or murderers. They were anti-gun leftists. And uh, I, that stuff gets in your head. You know, that the, we, we are our environment. Anyway, long story short, I had a situation in my life um, where uh, I, I realized that, hey, being anti-gun is not very good for my health. What well, was a situation uh, where you needed to protect yourself and your family, correct? Exactly. It was my, my wife and I um, coming out of a late-night movie theater, and I, and I tell the story in, in Good Gun, Bad Guy. But uh, it was one of those moments where, you know, luckily we were, we were unharmed. We, we got home fine. We were, we were safe. But it was just enough to change the way I thought about guns, you know, because I knew in that moment that I was unable to protect my wife, one of the two most important people in my life. And um, that changed the way I thought about it. And so I went on a, a, a long journey of, of research and study and um, uh, realized that uh, there's a lot to know behind the propaganda and the mind manipulation that goes on with uh, changing the thought process of people with respect to guns in our, in with, our country. With the, with the anti-Second anti Amendment crowd, you're saying? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So... What was some of the research you did to find out exactly what they were up to? Well, I'm just you know, curious. Searched, yeah, well, I mean, searching just laws. First of all, well, first of all, it started with the narrative. I, I wanted to understand how it was that I became anti-gun. After growing up, with, my father took me hunting and target shooting. I knew guns were, were not dangerous unless you used them 
you know, for for harm to do harm. But I knew they weren't. We had guns in the house all all my life. Um, but the propaganda got in, so I wanted to understand how that works. How does the propaganda work? How does the how does it, how is it possible that the media and politicians can completely change the narrative and and change the way people think about guns, change their actual internal beliefs about guns? Uh, I wanted to know how that works, so I studied. I mean, I watched news broadcasts, I watched debates, I. I I learned, I, I consumed every piece of gun related information and data that I possibly could. And it just went on and on and were, on. Were there, like, were there like keywords or key phrases that were triggers? Oh, there's tons, there's tons, there's tons of that stuff that I talk about in my books. So let me give you a couple. Right. Um, gun violence. Yep. First of all, there's no such thing as gun violence. But those two words together paint the perfect picture for the anti gun. Left. So there gun? are people who commit violent acts with guns, but it's not gun violence. People are pulling the trigger. People have to be wielding the weapon themselves and misusing it in a way to hurt other people, correct? Well, that's exactly right. And But the problem is we don't always think that on a conscious level. When we see the word gun next to the word violence, we associate the two together. We don't always recognize in our subconscious mind that there's no such thing as gun violence. It's human violence we're talking about. But yeah. they cover that up and they shield it with a term called gun violence. And I go deep into the gun violence term. But in short, there's no such thing. Um, we need to talk about human violence and the causes of human violence. But, but the way the propaganda is laid out, you don't get a chance to go there. Yeah. Other things like Wild West, you know, they want people to think that gun owners are running around <laughs> shooting each other in the produce section and, and getting in, you know, car uh, road rage and killing each other. If you have guns, you're going to be able to was Dan, I always thought it was a, when I was singer, there was a great place to pick up women in the produce section, but not to kill people. <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> you know, just Frozen foods and produce. Yeah. <laughs> just don't squeeze the oranges. I hope, um, anyway. I hope, I hope my uh, wife's not listening to this because I go to the <laughs> store by myself all the time. Uh, I tell if you, Dan, if can you hang on just a second? We'll take a break and come back. Sure all right? thing. Yep, uh, sure author thing. of Good Gun, Bad Guy, a series of books, goodgunbadguy.com, second, uh, second, uh, rights, uh, second Amendment rights advocate Dan was joining us on the Nightcap on 700 WLW. All right, a few more minutes with Dan Woz, uh, goodgunbadguy.com, talking about the Democrats, and mostly is a Democrat effort, to limit your ability to purchase weapons, ammo, and the like at a time when many Americans feel now more than ever they need to have these protections guaranteed under the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights of the Constitution of the United States of America to defend themselves and their families. And, uh, you know, I can't think of a more apt time to make sure you're prepared than during a, a pandemic and a possible economic meltdown, Dan. And isn't it funny or interesting, it's certainly not funny, how uh, Democrat lawmakers are banning the sale of guns during this time. Wow. How, why, why would they want to do that? So what happens is a whole bunch of states <clears throat> have decided, well, that you shouldn't be able to you know, to buy a, a gun. You know, states like California, New York, my state, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Washington, Washington, D.C. 
they've decided, you know, you, you really shouldn't do that. For public safety reasons, we should close down gun shops, make them non-essential, even after the federal government has, has labeled them and classified them as essential. At the same time, you've got, like I said before, we talked a little bit about de Blasio letting prisoners oh. out of jail. Now, how does this make any sense? And then being shocked when some of them committed crimes within 24 <laughs> hours, 48 hours of being released. Uh, shocked. He was shocked. Right. right. I wrote an article, an article recently called Why Are Democrats Disarming Citizens and Setting Prisoners Free? And you can find that at Gun Owners of America. You can find it on Ammo Land, Reactionary Times, a whole bunch of publications. Um, he was shocked. He, he couldn't figure it out. How does this happen? How, how, I don't understand this. I'm letting these people out. I'm being nice to them. Showing compassion, we, we, and now they're committing crimes? <gasps> right. Well, wait, yeah. wait a minute, Mr. Mayor. They're, they're criminals. That's why they were in jail in the first place. So, so our politicians are either very stupid or they are uh, purposely trying to create destruction in our society. And what would be the agenda there? Just to seize more control? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, that, that's really what Democrats want. The Democrats want, they seem to want control. And the more you can put good people at risk and make good people vulnerable and make good people fearful, the quicker and easier they're going to want to run to government for protection. And, you know, that could be, that's one theory. The other theory is he's just dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> I like the second one because I, I think that there's a combination of those two things going on. And right, but we don't want to think that our politicians are trying to put us in danger for a political you know, uh, motive. But, but, Dan, they, they get those positions of power. They get elected for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, most of the time it's low voter turnout when mediocre people get elected to political office who are making the decisions yeah. that affect all of our lives. Uh, second thing is that some of the electorate, whether we want to admit it or not, are dumber than a box of rocks, and they, they don't see through these people. Well, we're, we're seeing we're seeing this you, kind you, of you get the government that you deserve. Oftentimes, it's that's true. Yeah, yeah, you do. And unfortunately, our good friends in Virginia are experiencing that right now with Northam, um, all sorts of gun regulations that they're passing through. And with a huge rally this past January twentieth that I was at, and um, it's the laws are still going into effect. And you got um, Governor uh, Whitmer in Michigan, who is just a total tyrant. You know, these people, not only do they not belong in office, they don't belong in this country because they don't follow the uh, the ideals that this country was built on. They, well, they, they, don't, don't, they don't believe in the Constitution of the United States, and as far as I know, the last time I checked, that is supposed to be the ultimate arbiter of the rule of law in this country. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly you've got a right. you've got a governor like Murphy in in New Jersey when asked about the Bill of Rights said, "Oh, that's above my pay grade." I was like, "What? You, <laughs> that you, is that's why you're here." <laughs> you you took an oath of office to defend the Constitution and the Bill of Rights of the United States of America. How is that above your pay grade? Yeah, it's it's just it's absolutely crazy that we're living in this time, but we have to do something now. I sure hope that Conservatives, Republicans, you know, real Americans. It doesn't even have to be part of a. You don't even have to be part of a political party. No. As long as you're a real American and you uphold and believe in that Constitution and Bill of Rights, we need to vote and we need to get our friends out to vote. And that's the way we're going to turn this thing around. Otherwise, you're right. You get the government you 
you deserve. Yeah, sadly, uh, you know, we, we got kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, especially as polarizing as President Trump can be. And, you know, as polarized as the country is, divided as the country is, that's what we're told all the time. I don't really think we're that divided. Uh, but uh, that being said, you like the, the midterm elections where it was the blue wave and uh, Nancy Pelosi swept back into the speakership and uh, Democrats controlling the House of Representatives once again. And that happens quite often in a president's first term where the other party will sure. you know, take one of the. Uh, three branches of government, uh, more or less, while the Senate was still in Republican hands, barely. Um, you know, that's the thing. That's a, kind of like a perfect storm that led us to this point, don't you think, politically? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you talk about the divide, and, and I, I'm always very interested in the divide. I, um, I, I believe the divide really started in during Obama, uh, like never. Oh, absolutely. Never and, and the, the, the problem, the, dip, the real thing that I've noticed about the divide is that we have the, the, the liberal left, which is, which is more of a rule-bound, more of a laws and regulations and controlled environment kind of mindset. Um, that's the way they, they feel safe that way. That's what they want. They want government control. They yeah. want that controlled society. But conservatives, on the other hand, are saying, hell no, get out of my way. I'm a free person. Uh, I'm willing to take the risks and the responsibility for my failures, but I demand freedom. I know better for me and my family than you do. That's the philosophy right there, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else uh, up ahead? i got about a minute or so with you. Dan Waz is our guest, goodgunbadguy.com, the author of the Good Gun Bad Guy series. What are the titles of the book? Books individually. Oh, well, Good Gun, the, the very first good gun, bad guy is called, uh, the subtitle is called Behind the Lies of the Anti-Gun Radical. And All that's right. the one where I talk mostly about the uh, the mindset and the strategies and the tactics of the anti-gun uh, people, the okay. anti-gunners, anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment radicals. So that's, the, that's more about the mindset. Good gun, bad guy, too, destroying the anti-gun narrative gets into the the uh, media and how the media gets involved right. in shaping three? the narrative. What's that? And number three? And number three is exposing anti-gun politics. That talks more about why. Why are they doing this? Uh-huh. Those are the most important questions, I think. Dan yeah. Waz, thank you as always, sir. Have Thanks, a, pal. Appreciate have a wonderful it. evening. You bet. Always a pleasure. Dan Waz, goodgunbadguy.com. On the nightcap on 700. Welcome back in, my friends, to the nightcap on 700 WLW. Gary Jeff Walker at your service on this Monday evening, April the 28th, 2020. Just about to close out the month, get into May, and hopefully open things up in this country. It's already begun in uh, Georgia and Tennessee and even Kentucky. Some of the restrictions have been lifted as far as chiropractor, dentistry, and some... uh, some procedures that you may not have been able to get done over the last month and a half in the bluegrass state with COVID-19. Ohio is also looking at loosening up and and reopening the state as well. Uh, With that in mind, we turn our attention to our friend from Southern California. He is a a radio and TV host extraordinaire for years, author, columnist for WND.com, and uh, a guy that I call for absolutely no reason, but I just want to chat. So he's actually become this person that I called uh, being pitched as a, as a great guest for the show and now 
he's a guest uh, at at my home show, which is not on the air anywhere yet. Lowell Ponty joins us. Good evening, sir. Good evening, but it should be. I mean, oh, I think you, you I think cover the, the entire universe. I think the show that we do when I'm off the air at my house is at least as good or better than the shows we do on the air, and that's because of me, not because of you. But of course, yeah. Uh, I would I would say. No, I mean, it, they're better because for some reason I'm more relaxed when I'm sitting at home with my cat on a leash and my wife's beside me and I've got a cold drink in my hand, like this afternoon or the other afternoon when we were talking. But anyway, that aside, as the uh, soothsayer that you are, a futurist. In fact, he's a peripheral visionary. He sees far into the future, especially around the edges. How do you see uh, the rest of this spring and summer playing out as America attempts to reopen after the COVID-19 crisis? Uh, Well, there's going to be more sunlight and longer days. (laughs) Um, Now, things are going to improve, at least temporarily, in Southern California, where I dwell. They've largely opened the beaches now, for example. Right. I saw that. They won't let people lie in the sand. They won't let people eat. But apart from that, if you want to go surfing, which is a major topic still where I live, I mean, the high school has a a surfing club that includes half the students, Yes. then then that will be possible again. In other words, normalcy is at least to that measure returning. And it's, it's good because... What we were facing was a world in which they said, oh, my God, if you reopen everything, people will die. Yep. Well, yes, they will. I mean, there will be a rebound, at least to some limited degree, of the coronavirus. But on the other hand, you have, what, 565 people who have lost their jobs for every coronavirus death we've had so far. Mm-hmm. You have the economy nearing shutdown. You have the, uh, everything has been jammed by the fact that people were not allowed to go out and consume, which means companies, restaurants, and the like could not sell. So everything was locking up. And as that happened, what were you going to achieve in the end? I mean, if saving every single life is your objective... Well, they failed miserably. I suppose we should legally (laughs) change the speed limit to 10 miles an hour, because that would save lives. There would still there would still be people it. there would still be people doing foolish things at ten miles an hour that would get them killed. So I have no doubt about that. Uh, well, they might kill themselves too. Well, yes, yeah. and and that is that is the other great worry of many people: the psychological toll that this shutdown, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, of American society has caused. The psychological effects and suicide rates do appear to be ticking up. Well, not only suicide rates, but if you look overall, as various medical authorities have pointed out, typically you quarantine the sick. Yes. You don't quarantine everybody. No. But we've created this this bizarre legal fixation in which essentially everyone is guilty or potentially guilty. Everyone must be subjected to home arrest, and there may never be a way out of that. I mean, when, when you have Dr. Fauci who was indeed played by Brad Pitt on Saturday Night Live, (laughs) as he asked. Um, So he is in the running for Sexiest Man Alive in People Magazine's contest. Who's Uh, his his main competition, Dr. Burks? It could be, even though Dr. Burks has been deeply offended 
by what she calls the slicey and dicey mainstream media attack on Donald Trump uh, that's being described as, oh, he wants you to inject Lysol. You know, I, I listened to both that and the aftermath, and I never heard him say that he wanted anyone to inject. He was asking a question. He said it was a sarcastic question as a response to hostile uh, reporters, which he's faced every day in office and even before he got into office uh, upon being elected president. Uh, and I saw it. Well, I didn't think it was sarcastic. I didn't think he was suggesting that anyone should inject cleaners or disinfectants into themselves. He asked a question of someone who was there. Where, are, we, are we looking at that? That's, what, that's all he said. But, of course, it was jumped on immediately by the mainstream press, and, and I understand. And, 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 of course, it is not an irrational question. No. I mean, do people realize that the drinking water that comes out of your tap is chlorinated, and the chlorine was used then as now as a disinfectant? You drink chlorine every day because of government policy. When you get your annual flu shot, if you do, it contains thimerosal. Mm. Thimerosal is a disinfectant. The government of Spain has just authorized military planes to mass spray disinfectant over whole Spanish cities, which means people will be inhaling disinfectant. What about the ancestry of entire counties in the state of Minnesota that are fond of ludfisk, which of course is fish soaked in lye? They, they eat well, it all well, the time. have it. Or, or pickles, <laughs> which used to be made with lye as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, pe people ingest all kinds of things that in the wrong dose or in the wrong method can be fatal to you. But, uh, again, you mentioned the thimerosal in the flu vaccine and the other things that are technically disinfectants that yet are injected into people. Oh, and in Germany, they routinely inhale ozone, which is considered an ingredient of smog. Yes. But yet it is used for healing purposes medically in Germany. Uh, there are all kinds of things like that about. Agreed. And so to just dismiss it or to make a joke out of it or to use it simply because you want anything to bash the president over the head with, uh, that that is more than a bit destructive in my estimation. Well, I like Dr. Burke's uh, original expl explanation uh, of that whole sequence, and she said, the president does have a habit, and she's been working rather closely with Donald Trump, obviously, over the past month and a half. The president does have a history uh, and a, a pattern of talking things out. When ideas come up, he just kind of blurts it out, and that's the way he is. And that's the way he's been his entire time about a lot of different things. Sure, but he's but, not represented as a medical doctor. No, and he, he, said, he, always, he always says at these, no matter what he's about to say, I'm not a doctor. He, he does say that. Mm -hmm. So why would people think that he would be an epidemiologist just because he's president of the United States? I, I don't think we've ever had any epidemiologists as presidents of the United States, have we? Well, we had Dr. Woodrow Wilson, though he was not a medical doctor. No. But, uh, and I wouldn't trust him but, either. But there that's is that's a like saying. danger to having people call doctor as president, you're, you're right. therefore. In, in addition, if you. Well, with, with doctor, a minute Fauci, left. With a minute left, in addition, go ahead. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yes. Um, by the way, I do have a white paper out, if people are interested. It's called The Secret War. that goes into a lot of what the government is now trying to do to profiteer from uh, this and other conditions to take advantage of you and basically to bankrupt you. Well, we can talk about that. To yes, get that paper, you just call toll-free. It's The paper's totally free, 800 800- Six three zero fourteen ninety two, like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two. More with Lowell Ponty in just a moment on this nightcap on seven hundred WLW. And our conversation with Lowell Ponty continuing on the nightcap. Gary Jeff with Lowell here on seven hundred WLW. Uh, Mr. Ponte, you just mentioned your white paper, and we'll we'll give the we'll plug that again before we're done here. Um, but you talk about the powers that be trying to profiteer off of the coronavirus crisis and bankrupt us all. Can, can you give me just a little explanation without going too far in depth here with what you're talking about? Well, I'm talking about political profiteering. Okay. I'm talking about using this disease as a way to implement all the various policies they'd love to implement, as has been articulated by Nancy Pelosi by Congressman Clyburn in South Carolina, the number three Democrat in the House, by Governors Cuomo and uh, and in California, uh, the governor there, Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. And they all say this is our great opportunity to implement, to force down people's throats, in essence, various progressive policies. For example, a progressive policy that is now being pushed by one Harvard professor says we must stop homeschooling. Because, after all, people who homeschool their children in a crisis like this, uh, many homeschool because they want to isolate their children from ideas and values central to our democracy, she says. Which reminds us that socialization, as teachers call it, is the mental version of socialism. Okay. We have to stop and contemplate that, for example, Woodrow Wilson, the great academic I referred to earlier, <laughs> yes. Democrat president around World War One actually said in, in, in 1909, the purpose of a university should be to make a son as unlike his father as possible. Woodrow Wilson is so awful, and people who, who don't understand or haven't studied the history of presidential politics and where this country uh, went uh, awry don't understand the influence of Woodrow Wilson, his administration, and uh, also the president who presided over another pandemic. 
and who was reelected on the platform. He kept us out of war, meaning World War One, and then six weeks after his reelection, plunged us back into World War or plunged us into World War One. Yeah, uh, calling Woodrow Wilson as a doctor uh, is kind of like calling Che Guevara a doctor, which he was. Actually, he was, yes, for better or worse. But the problem is, for example, if you look at Anthony Fauci, the challenge is we are told that we must bow down to the authority of these people. Yet Anthony Fauci began by saying that coronavirus is no problem at all. It will not bother yep. America. Don't worry about it. Go out on a cruise. Then he said, oh, my God, it's going to kill two million people. <laughs> and therefore, we have to take away all your rights. Even though normally when they take away your rights, the government has a burden of proof to prove that you've done something that warrants taking your rights. They've just taken them. Yeah. Do you think you you mentioned uh, temporarily things will get back to approaching something that looks like normal in this country? Uh, You said temporarily. Do you think the American people are going to fall for this again? If, If it turns out not to be the the awful plague that we were all sold a a bill of goods on in the original ascertainment? Well, the journalist H.L. Mencken, again in the era of World War I, said the entire tactic of politicians is to constantly frighten people so that they will rush to government to protect them, to take care of them. And therefore, politicians are in the business of conjuring up one fear after another. Oh, my God, the racists are going to get you. Oh, my God, you're going to be broke because we're taxing the heck out of you and so on. By the way, if, if as Nancy Pelosi says, you know, she now has turned today to advocating a guaranteed income mm-hmm. yeah. for everybody and to bailing out all the debts of the, of the Democrat states where they haven't paid the required amount into their pension funds for 10, 15, 20 years. No, he got the it. American yeah, taxpayers are now expected to make up for all of that. But if, if they're right, if, monetary, if modern monetary theory is correct and the government can just print the money, then why don't they just stop collecting taxes altogether? Good point. Exactly. You know, Mitch McConnell was hit hard for him saying it, but I loved what he said. He's, of course, uh, as a Kentuckian, he is my senator for good, bad, or, or worse. And he said, these states were in trouble long before this crisis came about. It's not our duty to bail them out of their bad decision-making over the last 30 years. He did say that and, of course, was just absolutely harangued and uh, lambasted for saying what is the truth. About yes, generally, things. the more the more truth you tell, the more you will be attacked mm-hmm. in the media. And of course, look at the wonderful policy these states have given us. For example, Andrew Cuomo in New York issued an order directing all nursing homes to take in uh, coronavirus-positive people and patients. They had no choice; they had not been prepared to do this with the people they had. And up to 3,500, more than 3,500 altogether, senior citizens have now died in those homes and, as and, a result of Andrew Cuomo's policy. And they had a perfectly good hospital ship in the harbor that was prepared to deal with COVID-19. And did they send those those older residents or the nursing home patients out to the ship? No. They said, go back to your home so you can, I guess, kill everybody else there. 
And in my column uh, out late last week, I showed how a gambit would be played by the Democrats, potentially, to make Andrew Cuomo the actual vice president of Joe Biden, in effect the co-president, in effect the actual president, who, and that would allow Cuomo to take the burden of debating Trump, which Democrats are just terrified of, because oh. Biden could be turned to hamburger by Trump on a stage. After all, he is semi-senile now. Yeah. And, and, you know, <clears throat> well, I'm a person who uh, I, I believe someone is completely innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And uh, the allegations against Joe Biden that go back years uh, with his former assistant, Tara Reid, uh, saying that uh, the then senator uh, had unauthorized digital communication with her, so to speak, um, that has gotten very little, if no, play by the mainstream media as well, where if it had no, been unlike, a conservative or a Republican. Justice, unlike just now Justice Kavanaugh, yeah, a minute for left. example. Well, as the old saying goes, if it weren't for double standards, Democrats would have no standards at all. <laughs> I love so. it. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the name of your white paper again, Lowell? So people can uh, the come. secret war. The secret war about how they're going to take create a cashless society in the name of this because cash is so infested with disease, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're going to give you a credit card that they can control what you can and can't buy with the credit card. Oh, it's just like Gretchen Whitmer and seeds. One eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two, as Lowell Ponty would say, like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's one eight hundred six three zero. 1492 to get a copy of that absolutely free postage paid Lowell Ponty thank you as always my friend a great pleasure yes thank sir you. Harry Pettigo up next on 700 WLW as we continue this nightcap uh, wrapping things up on a Monday night 700 WLW Gary Jeff Walker Harry Pettigo joins us of course was my favorite politic well he's my favorite non-politician that some people including me thought was a politician back uh, in, in an election year, last year in November, when he wasn't really on the ballot or running for mayor of Ripley, Ohio, just to refresh your memories in case you've forgotten. But how can you forget Harry Pettigo? Music teacher, St. Michael's, raconteur, musician, uh, trying to put together an Appalachian fest in the middle of a pandemic. You know, that guy. The, the Don Quixote of Ripley, tilting at windmills and talking to Gary Jeff on a Monday night. How are you doing, Harry? <laughs> I'm doing splendid, Gary Jeff Walker. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, We live long enough. We're going to make a bad impression on somebody at some time. Agreed. No matter how hard we try to be an above-board person, to be generous, to be kind, to put other people first, we're going to do something in our lives. We all will that will be interpreted by someone as being not the nicest thing in the world. And I was just mentioning in my conversation with the previous guest, Lowell Ponte, Harry, about uh, the the vice president, current presidential candidate for the Democrats, Joe Biden, being accused of by a staffer back in the early uh, 90s of, what did I call it, uh, unauthorized digital communication. <laughs> And this was this was in the early '90s. So Al Gore had it not been that long since Al Gore had invented the internet. Internet, and all of a sudden uh, Joe's on on the hook for some allegations of um, some uh, IT uh, shenanigans. Well, Gary, let me just say this: I think that 
any communication from Joe Biden is, is unauthorized and is um, <laughs> well. This sense. this apparently allegedly, and again, we have no proof of this, and it's not even fair to bring it up. I guess because I didn't. The woman actually brought it up, and her mother actually back in 1993, her mother called CNN to Larry King and actually mentioned the allegation back then. And so it's not like anybody, nobody had ever heard about this, uh, this uh, alleged misconduct by Mr. Biden uh, before now. It, it had been brought up before, and actually CNN is trying their best to hide that tape, but I, I saw it today. So anyway, um, yeah, the, the hair sniffing and uh, the rub the hair on my legs thing is a far cry away from unauthorized digital communication. <laughs> I didn't know what to think of that. You know, I was I was watching kind of a reel I found on YouTube of some of the stuff that that poor Uncle Joe has said in the past. And um, man, that was really a strange one with you know really a detailed, an unwanted detailed description of his leg hair. I just I don't think I want to hear that from any anybody, the media or anybody in in person. It just it disturbed me. Well, you know? when you're not uh, facing down corn pop in a swimming pool parking lot. With with a big heavy bicycle chain, and you're and you're not having children sit on your lap. You've got to have something else going on, you know. Well, you're right. It's it's tough with this, you know. You know, you as you know a, a commentator on um, politics and you know world issues. You know that you know a lot of stuff is dredged up from your past that can be kind of um you know whether it's you know justified or not can be a problem. Gary, I had a, a recent issue myself with something. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Kind of, kind of similar. Just you know, really being brought up. Yeah, it was. It, it's been kind of a, I, I don't know, a little bit of a. a what were, were you? What were you accused of doing, Harry? Well, you know, I've always tried to be an entrepreneur, Gary, and try to find new and you know better ways to do things. And I think maybe one of the reasons why I didn't wasn't as successful as I could have been in the um, the mayoral race of Ripley, Ohio, was somebody brought up that I had an idea for a local business a couple years ago. And listen, I mean, this is all in the past, but basically the idea was it would be a veterinarian slash taxidermy business, and our slogan would be. Um, either way, your dog is coming back home to you. And they, <laughs> they how, like about, it, how about this? We'll, we'll save Fido one way or the other. Exactly. If I had a better slogan, if I had you on the situation, Gary. I am, I'm, a, I'm a master of branding and marketing, so yeah, yeah I should have been around then. <laughs> 
Gary, it's tough in these in these small towns like Ripley. We're all being affected in different ways with this, you know, pandemic. And you know, I really am concerned about you know local businesses, you know, surviving this thing. And you know, Ripley's a strange strange place. Would would a com- would a combination veterinarian taxidermist would that be considered an essential business, Harry? Oh, I. It is the most essential of them all. You know, it, the biggest business that, you know, Ripley has right now is a 400-pound Avion, Avon lady. I mean, they could really do with some more essential business here, man. <laughs> is there a 400-pound Avon lady at Ripley? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a subscriber. She comes over and does house parties for me. It's excellent. <laughs> well, what kind of things does she do with the parties? Well, she does. I'll just keep it. She does demonstrations. Okay, I was going to say it's an Avon lady. What kind of... <laughs> What kind of party can you throw with Avon? Well, you know, I have some friends. I've been trying to find, you know. I mean, you understand. You understand. And I I still think they do Tupperware parties. <laughs> now, those can be fun, especially if you're looking for a tight seal. Don't you agree? <laughs> I totally agree with you, Gary. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are some things that you in Cincinnati and in, in northern Kentucky or a lot of people, you know, in the, in the music industry, Gary, are kind of suffering, you know, right oh, now big because time. of the lack of gigs. And it really is. It's really sad. And I've seen a, you know, a couple of different people try, you know, uh, different ways to sort of supplement their income during the pandemic. One of, one of, Harry, let, let me just stop you right there. One of the best guys I know, honest to God, this is total seriousness. His name is Chris Goins. He's a fantastic musician. Uh, not unlike you, a great guitarist. I mean, he's he's played in Nashville on sessions. He, I mean, very much in demand kind of guitarist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I played gigs together for a long time, going back as as far as uh, two thousand five. Haven't done much lately, obviously for good reasons, or yeah. for at least drummed up reasons. But yeah, man, he he is got to be just absolutely hurting. I found, I thought he, I, I hoped he found a way to get uh, you know some kind of help uh unemployment insurance you know and and with the stimulus and the ppp but uh, it's just it's really rough for for it, people who play music right now it's it's incredibly difficult and i've seen you know a lot of people suffering from this and you're like you're right in all seriousness it, it, it's it's really he, it's he really went tragic. he went from a he went from a whole calendar of gigs to nothing I mean, overnight. Harry, hang on just a second. You got a moment or two more with me? Oh, of course, All right. Gary. Absolutely. Harry, Harry Panago, continuing with me, Gary Jeff, on the Nightcap on 700 W. Let- back into our uh, back half of our conversation with Harry Panago here on 700 WLW, the Nightcap. Harry, humankind, in the history of humankind, we have certainly gone through worse things than this particular coronavirus pandemic that we've been suffering through and hopefully coming out of the other side of Quickly, I mean, the Black Plague, obviously, that was almost mm. a certain death warrant if you were infected with the uh, with the Black Death. Um, even the even more recently, the, the Ebola outbreak in Africa. Mm. I mean, that is a morbidity rate of like 90 percent. Uh, this looks like if you find out about everybody who has been at least infected or had the antibodies, this probably will wind up having a mortality rate of about uh, about the same as the seasonal influenza probably yeah. in the 0.5 to 0.2 uh you know percent it, it it any deaths are awful but we've gone through worse things do you realize that uh, we are all victims of a sexually transmitted condition called being alive and it's been the- and, Bane of my existence, Gary, really. And, and this, this STD is always fatal, eventually. 
So you think about it in those terms and you understand that the coronavirus, I mean, while very inconvenient for most people with the shutdowns and all that, uh, tragic for those of, that we've lost and very painful for those who suffer from symptoms, it's not the worst thing in the world. And and there is nothing worse than the understanding that we are all going to die because we're victims of the sexually transmitted condition known as being alive. Have you ever <laughs> ever pondered this, Harry? Gary, it's, um, I've never thought about it in exactly those terms, you know, as being a sexually transmitted disease, but you are, you're right on the money that, you know. Um, uh, how do we God, get here, you know? You know? Which, which came first, Harry? <laughs> you're right, Gary. I think people. It is, it the chicken or the feather? Which came first? <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a really difficult time because, like you said, you know, it's, it's, the, the, the effect of the coronavirus is really, I think, having more of a, a sociological and economic effect. Yeah, you know, given absolutely. like you said, the projections. It's just um, to me, like we like we talked about earlier. It's just you know the, the 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 financial difficulty being put on you know local businesses and you know musicians and stuff. And, and Gary, I've been doing my best to try to figure out ways to you know supplement. Like, have you ever heard of Patreon before? Patreon, no, no. So Patreon is it? Is that, that is that a disinfectant that we could swallow? <laughs> We can inject it, Gary. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. It's, it's, it's a legitimate thing. You know, my friend introduced me to this. It's like a, um, it's like an online subscription, but for like creators. So, like you know, let's say you have right. different tiers, right? And so, like let's say Gary Jeff, you know, is going to release content, musical content, or any kind of content sure. that Gary Jeff might be inclined to release, right? And you could pay for different tiers. It's like a subscription thing. And I, I launched a Patreon, Gary, but it, it hasn't been very successful. I, re- I really have. And I just, I was hoping maybe you could help me figure well, what, out where I went wrong with it. What kind of creative stuff are you releasing on Patreon, Harry? Well, I tell you what, I can kind of break it. I had three tiers, Gary. All right. So, you know, the first tier is a monthly subscription. It's $25. And I just don't know why people aren't, you know, biting on this. I said that I was going to give them a... A hand drawing or a cute selfie, and also my banana bread recipe, and an invitation to a secret yeah. moonlit meeting in a cemetery of my choosing. And nobody- uh, all, of, all of that sounds incredibly appealing, Harry, but understand there are services like, um, oh, I don't know, Fox Nation that you get for 99 cents a month. So maybe your pricing was a little bit out of the ballpark, out of the realm of most people. That seems like a very high-end kind of subscription uh, site, twenty five bucks. This is the first tier. You know, I, the highest tier was a hundred dollars a month. Well, what do you, what do you get for a hundred bucks a month? I said that we would literally become um, blood brothers or sisters, and that I was not legally responsible for any of the medical complications with that you know interaction. And I well, they, uh, <laughs> no, wait a minute. How how do you become blood brothers online, Harry? I think I think you could probably work something out with the U.S. Postal Service. You know. <laughs> Jeez. So, nobody bid on it, Gary. Said so, that on top of that, you know, I said I'd also be, um, you know, live streaming concerts, supervised access to sacred texts, and supervised access to sacred texts. Yeah, I can't, I can't get into that. You know, as part of the subscription, you'd have to get, become a Patreon. What do you got, like the Dead Sea Scrolls that nobody's seen before? I mean, what do you do? Sacred text? What kind of sacred text? It's the Dead River Scrolls, Gary. <laughs> The dead Ohio River is this, is this your sister's you know journal from high school? What? <laughs> I still haven't been able to pick the lock on that one. Maybe she has one of those old ones. 
<laughs> now, I noticed when I called you, I'm still getting the voicemail. When I get a voicemail, it says you're backpacking, and it's July 4th weekend. Are you just going to leave that voicemail up there until this July 4th, Harry? I think it's kind of like your clocks of daylight savings times. You know, you just you just wait for them to, you know, come back around. Exactly. You just wait for it. And, you know, in my mind, Gary, it's always the 4th of July because I'm a patriot, and I'm always backpacking with my lovely little sister, Grace. She's the best. Fantastic. So you are really close with your sister. Oh, I'm incredibly close with her. I have two sisters. You know, my older sister, is um, she's a teacher in Cincinnati, and I don't get to see her too much. But my younger sister, she's an engineering student at UC, and we get to hang out and play music. We just got to have a little quarantine jam session with her. She's a phenomenal cello player. Oh, wow. And, I uh, love the cello, man. I really do. Oh, God. Gary, she's just she's the bomb. I, I think she's like a a renaissance woman. You know, highly educated, highly talented, and um, we've spent a lot of quality time together, hiking and backpacking. Well, when when we are allowed to see each other face to face again, even with the six foot social distancing and maybe masks involved, I want it to be. Uh, we, we'll come, Krista and I will come to you in in Ripley, and we'll we'll set up a a time that uh, you and Gracie can uh, play for us because my mm-hmm. my wife loves a cello too. Uh, we would be thrilled to, Gary. I'm looking forward to those days, man. All right, uh, and please, I know uh, I know that you're probably safe right now since school is still out, and it looks like it's going to be the rest of the year. Um, but please avoid any unauthorized digital communications because that can come back to bite you in the butt years later. All right, I really can't. I'll do my best, Gary. Jeff. All right, Harry Pedigo. Thank you so much, sir. All right, take care. Uh, that would be Harrison Pedigo from Ripley O. Hi, O. More coronavirus craziness as we continue. And that's it for us tonight. Back again tomorrow night from 9 to midnight, right after Lance McAllister in Sports Talk. And we leave you with the National Anthem to Honor America on the night. 700 WLW. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.